0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Tailgate Kings. It's the first week that we got the NFL schedule coming out Wednesday, and lots of interesting releases. I don't know if you guys saw Post Malone, Throwing down for the Cowboys release, Uh, you know. uh, I want that Cowboy hat. I'm not a Cowboy fan, but I want that Cowboy hat he wears. I'm telling you, man, I was not ready for that. So uh, really kind of interesting ways uh, social media kind of put out the schedules this this year. So we're going to talk week one of of NFL matchups. You know, we're not going to go too far in. I'm sure by week five, a bunch of these teams will have already exploded. And of course, coming up in just a few days, we got the NBA play-in. Before uh, before the NBA playoffs begin, and uh, man, I was hoping last night Trailblazers would beat the Suns so that uh, we would definitely have LeBron in the play-in game, but still a chance for the Lakers to get out of it. So let's get started, guys. I'm Dr. Dye here with Casey Jones, Chad Jackson, and of course, Jason the Arbiter of Reason Reynolds, and let's uh, let's get it down. So, Casey, we'll start with you, man. What what are the most intriguing matchups for you? Is, is it your Green Bay at New Orleans to begin with? Is, is that the way to go for you? Or what's the most intriguing week one matchups? Because you might not even have a quarterback, my man, come, uh, come the start of the season. Well, assuming that
1: we have Aaron Rodgers, which I, I've been saying, I think we will... Um, I, I just want to point out to you guys, there's a huge rumor, huge speculation now that Aaron Rodgers is contemplating retirement. And um, I, I have been saying that for, for a year or two now, that um, if something Palmer? happens. <laughs> what's that? Aaron Palmer? Because this, this feels
2: like uh, Carson Palmer all over again. Right?
1: Doesn't it? I mean, I mean, I mean look, he, he's obviously not happy with something in the front office or someone in the front office as, as the rumors are circulating that he wants the GM gone. Um, and then he'll stay or something along those lines. I don't think that's necessarily true or going to happen. I think Aaron Rodgers stays for the season. I think he's going to be here in – I say here in Green Bay like I'm there. But um, I, I definitely think that that Saints and Packers matchup, regardless of who the quarterback is for me at least, just because my connection to the Packers and obviously my connection to the, uh, to the Saints being here from Louisiana, um, that's, my, that's my most fun matchup. And considering I, I'll probably be there. For that game, so that, that that's going to be pretty fun.
0: What about you, Jay? I mean, look, your Steelers, boy. I mean, if Ben Roethlisberger is going to be good, it's going to be right there at the beginning of the season. Your Steelers get Josh Allen and Buffalo to begin the season. I like said so I like a lot of these matchups, but that one in particular definitely has the feel of maybe a an early playoff game. So, wh- what, what games are you loving on the schedule besides just your Steelers? And what about your Steelers? Jay? Yeah, you know, like part of me wants to avoid the Steelers as a homer pick, but you got to
2: admit. You know the, the Steelers trying to launch a run game against a Bills team, right? That almost made the Super Bowl, and, and and you have like, how do you beat the Bills? The only way to beat them is to keep Josh Allen on the sideline. So interestingly, Roethlisberger has to has to try to win a game by handing the ball off, not throwing it. So that that's gonna be a that's gonna be a really good one. I think that's one of the marquee matchups. I love Seahawks Colts, right? <laughs> like Carson Wentz and Frank Wright are reunited. And we'll see if there's still a the one real quickly, because that Seahawks D tests the best of QBs. The Colts, who were a playoff team last year, now they have one of the toughest first five-game schedules. They play like the Seahawks, the Rams, the Titans, the Dolphins, and the Ravens. So uh, uh, welcome to your new team, Carson Wentz. Should be interesting to see how that goes. Um, and I'm also fascinated by this Titans-Cardinals matchup, Matt where your squad gets to go against the, the Cardinals. I know you're always talking about how you're not sold on Kyler Murray and you're not sure about picking up J.J. Watt and you're you're not sure about all their additions. Um, I'm not 100% sure either, but I think this will be a big test for that new look Cardinals team. So those are the three games I'm really looking at.
0: I'm right there with you, man. I like, um, I like that Indy-Seattle game as well. And, of course, the Tennessee-Arizona game, that's going to be – I mean, I think a lot of these games are really interesting. Maybe, you know, if those teams were in the same uh, – same conference, they'd be really interesting playoff matchups, you know. Um, going down the list, I mean, the only game I really don't like is maybe the Monday night game. Jackson, where are you at, man? I mean, your your, your Niners open the season against this new look Detroit team, and and while that might be an easy move, still, I mean, this Detroit team's gonna have uh, some 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 kneecaps to chew off. We got quarterback issues. We got all kinds of you know
3: various questions to answer before the season starts. Yeah, I think that's a nice little patsy start for us. The Cleveland KC game, I think that's probably the best game. You know, I think the Miami New England game will be good. Obviously, Green Bay, New Orleans, those, I like all of those. I, there, There's a slew of really good games here. Jays, Steelers against Buffalo to start is good. And obviously, you know, Dallas and Tampa Bay, this, this is a nice slate for the first week. I think they – the NFL, I, I didn't catch the post Milan thing, but I think they at least did well in, in getting some interesting matchups to you know whet the appetite.
2: Yeah, no. Are I'm, we really I, solo on Dallas? Da- Dallas versus Tampa Bay? This seems like lamb to the slaughter to me. Like I know Dallas has a lot of fans, but they ain't they ain't compete with this Bucks team.
3: No, they might not compete. I agree with you there, but at least it's going to be interesting, right? I mean, we'll you know there's there's some some fanfare and some some reason to
0: tune in. Yeah, there's what a drama.
3: Brad,
0: how yeah, are the I <laughs> I feel you on the on the matchup, Jay. But yeah, it's it's the return of Dak at least, you know. Is against... it at Raymond James or is it at AT and T? Let's see. It's at um. It's at Raymond James. So it's, it's the the Bucks oh, are at yeah. home. I mean, you know, it's a Thursday night game too to open the season. Uh, you know, look, it, it might not be. I like I said, Jay. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's the bookend games then for me because I'm like I said, I'm not that excited about the Ravens at uh, at Las Vegas. I don't think. Uh, I don't think the Raiders really have much to show, you know, and unless Lamar Jackson really comes out there and, like, sticks in the pocket and is just launching deep balls to receivers left and right, we, we, we've seen this Ravens team, right? So I, I, maybe I'm with you. Maybe it's the bookend games are the weakest of the week ones. But, man, that Sunday schedule, that Sunday lineup, that is a fantastic day to reclaim Sunday.
2: Oh, my goodness. Right now it looks like Dallas is only getting six points. <laughs> Go put all your money on Tampa. <laughs>
0: You know, Brady could start slow. You never know. All right. So what about overall schedules, Jay? I know that you're you're kind of hating it because your Steelers have one of the hardest schedules in the NFL. So, you know, what what do you think about that coming in? And how does Tampa Bay I know like, you know, they, they didn't win their uh their division and whatnot, but how do they end up as the as, as like one of the weakest schedules? Yeah, that's the real question here, right? Like the
2: Steelers kind of make sense, you know, they won their division, so they're gonna play number one teams in other divisions. Uh, you know, they batted a game, but the still system remains, right? And by virtue of being in the AFC North, they're going to have to play the Browns, who were a playoff team twice, and the Ravens, who were a playoff team twice. So it, it kind of makes sense that the Steelers would be in the top four or five. But I don't understand how the Bucks wind up with the fourth from easiest schedule. Like, if one is hardest, theirs is like 28, it makes absolutely no sense. They have a schedule alongside teams like the Eagles, who are awful. It's, just, it's like, you, do we need to give Brady any more advantages? I, I don't understand it. That's my, my one query from the schedules is how did we wind up giving the Bucks such an easy
0: schedule? And if there's ever going to be a year maybe for Russell Winston to win an MVP, it's got to be this year, man. Seattle somehow has the easiest schedule. That's, that's just ridiculous. I, I, don't, I, I don't get it. And the Colts, man, I, the Colts are down there. They, there's just some teams down the bottom of the schedule list that are really surprising. Saints have one of the toughest schedules. Bengals. Bengals have one of the toughest schedules. Lions, it's just a, just some really interesting uh, dynamics here on how the NFL is going to work out. Hey, I do want to say just real
1: quick though, um, the the Packers also have the fourth toughest schedule, um, in the in the league this year. So Jay's Steelers are going up against one fifty five, one fifteen, and two, uh, with a point five seven four um, win percentage, and the Packers are only behind at fourth with a point. Uh, five, four, two, at one forty-seven, one twenty-four, and one. So then you have the Ravens at two, the Bears at three, Vikings at five, and the Bengals Lions tied for sixth. Um, seems seems to be um that some of these teams the you know this is gonna bring up the whole conspiracy theories of you know oh well they just the NFL just wants Brady to win again and I don't I don't subscribe to any of that. But uh, we're we're definitely going to be hearing a lot of that next season for sure. If the if the Bucks are good again and go back to the playoffs, yeah, where did Goodell grow
2: up? And like, did did the Steelers and Packers make him mad? <laughs> I, I'll have to find out. <laughs> the schedule the schedule does seem static. It's, and granted, now those are those are divisions that that produced multiple playoff teams, and in some cases, three playoff teams. So that's going to definitely influence your your strength of schedule. There's no doubt about it. If you're you know, if you're in the NFC West or the AFC North or, or the NFC North, you're going to have a tougher looking schedule. But still, it's, it's a little uncanny how easy Brady has.
0: And I think we're going to see as well. I mean, I think a lot of these teams have changed up enough in the offseason. Like, I, I I mean, are we more scared of the Rams now that Stafford's there sort of thing? You know, it, 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 it's going to be. Um, more. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's going to be, um, you know, how much the impact of all these quarterback changes and when I think a lot of these teams, this is why this week one's uh, matchups are so nice. It's because even the jets have hope in week one, you know? Yeah. So. And, and, and,
3: they get to play against Darnold, you know, I mean, but look at my Niners. They have to go, they, they travel more than anybody in the, in the league at Detroit, at Philly, at Chicago, at Jacksonville, at Cincinnati, at Tennessee, Nobody has to put on their road shoes more than my Niners, which you know, I mean, it's a fluke in the scheduling certainly, but you know, it's it's a factor in how you how you have to fare, and and
0: I, I'm a little concerned with all the travel miles. That's a lot of headed east. They'll, they'll, they'll just send Jimmy Garoppolo for the away games. Keep Trey Lance for the home games. You know, that's that'll be the way. <laughs> yeah, there <going>. you go. Two QBs, <laughs> <laughs> two shut kilos. home, one away. <laughs> shut up. Uh, all right, so let's move on, man. NBA playoffs are coming up, and playing games start May, um, what May eighteenth? Am I right? May eighteenth. So, what what do we think is going to happen here, guys? I mean, I like I said, I was hoping that LeBron would be for sure in the playoff game, but but the Trailblazers losing last night to the Suns by one point, by one point, and then they got to play Denver, and I don't know how I feel about that. Whereas the Lakers have Indianapolis and New Orleans left, which are, I think are two games that they can easily get through. So we might not see the Lakers in the play-in game. I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen here. What, what, what's, what's the state of the NBA right now for you, Casey? The NBA wants
1: it to seem like the Lakers are going to be in the play-in game for as long as humanly possible because that draws more eyes to the rest of the regular season. If they think If, if fans think that LeBron James and the LA Lakers are going to be in the play-in game and they have to win every game – you're automatically going to be a little more drawn in if you're just a casual fan. You know, you might go check out highlights on the YouTube page if you don't watch the games. You might go watch highlights on their Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is. It's getting more attention to the sport and it's getting more attention to the regular season. And that's, that's why I, I actually am on the opposite side of the fence as a lot of people in terms of I actually like the, the play in. I think that it makes the regular season matter more in a sport where we have argued for years that the regular season does not matter because now you don't, you don't simply get to just coast in as a seventh or eighth seed. Now, if you're a ninth or a 10th seed, you have to, as a seventh or eighth seed, you have to compete with those two bottom teams. You're not guaranteed your spot because let's, let's be honest, majority of the time seventh or eighth seeds are pretty much just to be fed to the one and the two seeds. Now, if a team is getting hot, like we see with the Washington Wizards, you know those teams can jump in and take your spot away and actually give those one or two seeds maybe a little bit of a run for their money. Maybe not win, but maybe give them a five or six game series. And I I think the NBA is looking at this, and they're just salivating, and they're they're loving it. Uh, It's more eyes on the product. It's more money for them. And in a year where views and numbers were down drastically in 2020, um, I, I, I think they're eating this up. And, and quite frankly, so am I. I love it. Um, I don't think we see the Lakers in the play-in. I think the Lakers really? are in the – right. I, I, I don't.
0: I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird, though, right? Because we I seen, don't want to um, be deprived that, that, that one-game Steph LeBron. Chad, I know you don't either, right? You want that one-game Steph LeBron, right? I don't care. I really don't. What? I just want to see – No, I really don't.
3: I, I want to see the, the, the teams that are – most able to compete for a championship healthy enough to make this interesting. And that's what this is about to me. I mean, I look, the Lakers still are the best team in the league. You know, when they have LeBron AD and especially after adding Drummond, if they can get Schroeder healthy, you know, Caruso didn't play last night they've got, or two nights ago, whenever they, they still have the most talent. They have the most depth, This is still the team that you're the most afraid of. So uh, I go back to what I said a week ago. You know, you're going to have to play most of these teams anyway or a a facsimile of of a team that's as good as anybody you're going to match up with. I mean, you're, you're splitting hairs here. You know, right now, Utah doesn't have Mitchell or Conley. So this is about teams getting healthy and being able to represent who they have been through the course of the season to make this interesting. And if, if the Lakers don't have those guys all the way healthy, if, if AD has, you know, hangnail and, or, you know, sore hair or whatever it is that's keeping him out of this game for the next, you know, and you don't get LeBron because I think that injury is far more serious than anybody wanted to acknowledge. And he kind of said that with, his comments about I'm probably not gonna be the same player I've ever been at this point in this career, he's probably not. But you know, they gotta have Schroeder, they gotta have all these teams have to have a fresh stable of dudes who are gonna be able to contribute. And if not, it doesn't matter who you're gonna play. I mean, yeah, it's gonna it would be fun to see Steph and and the Lakers square off, but both of those teams, one is gonna get bounced, the other is gonna have a chance to continue to play. I look, I I just want to see the best matchups with the best available guys. I want to see healthy guys playing at the end of the season. And I hope all these teams can get their guys healthy. It it sucks for Denver, but Denver has done a damn good job of keeping themselves in this and being unbelievably overperforming at this point with the loss uh, that they, they sustained. But you know, you just want to see teams be at, at peak health, at peak opportunity to perform so the games are the best they can be, regardless of if they're playing or not. I just want to see the best teams with the best guys on the floor, night in, night out.
0: All right, Jay. Give me give me the everyman take here. How do you feel about the play-in games? Like I said, Casey and Chad, they're both they're both diehard NBA nuts. You're an everyman fan. How do you feel about it? Do you are you for this play-in tournament? Or are you against it? And then you know are you excited with the prospect of LeBron versus Steph I'm okay with the playing game I you know I think
2: it's a good way to make people aware that playoff basketball is starting because I think a lot of people just wait for the playoffs to start it's the same thing with hockey basketball and hockey have similar seasons same length same everybody and their mother makes the playoffs kind of thing so like who cares about the regular season right so I think it's a good kind of a. uh, uh uh, warning, a good kind of intro thing. I think they saw baseball uh, add the the one game play in thing, wild card a few years back, and how that brought a lot of eyeballs to baseball. And they're like, oh, we could do the same thing. That's smart, right? Right? Bubbles a good excuse to do it. So I, I think it's a smart move. I think, I think as it worked for baseball like three or four years ago, whenever they added that play in game, it'll or five years ago now, I guess it'll work the same way for the NBA. Same same sort of thing. Uh, I think it's good. I think that the playoffs are. I still think they're a little too big, even with the play on play in. I think they're lucky this year that the Lakers or the Warriors might be a team in the play-in because then if one of those teams ends up in the play-in, they might actually beat Utah and then it makes it feel like the play-in mattered. (laughs) Whereas in most seasons, the play-in won't matter because the teams in it really won't stand a chance. I think the Lakers and the Warriors are kind of an exception to the rule where play-in teams, because of how many teams make the playoffs in the NBA, aren't really going to be that good on average. We just happen to have a, a, a year where it works really well for them. So I suggest they soak it up.
3: Can I ask this? Because I don't know the answer. But to your point, Jay, you know, like, Matt, you can probably best answer this. Don't, don't we see a lot of, like, upsets in hockey in playoffs? There aren't some of the lower-seeded teams, like, how the hell did this happen? Or am I
0: wrong? Yeah, I, I, think, I think hockey has it more often probably than most sports. You know, NFL would probably be next. I'd say I'm, – I'm not sure about baseball. Baseball has maybe the fewest playoff teams. Am I right about that, Jay? So. Yeah,
2: they have the fewest baseball teams. It's <laughs> kind of fresher, you know. And Yeah, kind fo- of football tight. <clears throat> is, football is kind of like the reverse of these other sports, like hockey, basketball, baseball. They can all play a ton of regular season games. Football can't. So football increasing the playoffs feels natural to me, whereas basketball or hockey increasing them is like, what the heck are you doing? But, but, but if they shortened the season, I think more play-in games like this could be fun, definitely.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think- I'm with that. I, I, I'm with that, and, and, and I kind of, like, uh, that's why I've always opposed the one and done, uh, or or the the how baseball restructured. I mean, baseball for so long had only two divisions in each league, and if you remember, toward the end of the season, those games were playoff games because you were playing division rivals, you were playing teams that were. Your your who you were fighting against to make the make the playoffs and those were essentially playoff games. So you got playoff games without calling them that. So, I, you know, I, I guess it's i am I'm I'm starting to become more okay with the baseball playoff format. But I, I think the NBA would do better to again to Jay's point to shrink some of that going forward once we get out of this this pandemic and and move away from you know or or, or normalize at least the schedule size well, what about and, what about know, the
0: idea chad that didn't didn't silver like propose like two or three years ago the idea of like a midseason tournament and whatnot things, things that, that i night. hate
3: that. that that's terrible
0: okay so that, you don't like that's, that idea, that's, <laughs> that's a <bad> idea. But,
3: <laughs> less 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 games and less teams in the playoffs and I think we could all be happy by that. I mean, how how many times have you seen an eight-seed up uh, eight upset a one? I mean, the I think the Warriors beat the Mavs, the Nuggets. I don't remember who they beat, but I mean, it's almost never. It's not, it just doesn't happen. It's just so few and far between that it's lambs to the slaughter is exactly what's happening. So, Get rid of the the, the low hanging fruit. Eliminate those teams that are just mediocre that don't really have a chance to compete. And let's get let's cut the whole thing down. You know, we're trying to eliminate injury. We're trying to prolong these guys' careers. We're trying to make these guys have have more opportunity to earn and a, a longer offseason, especially now. You know, these guys haven't had an offseason. They they were that truncated offseason was. I think a detriment to a number of these guys and, and you see the injuries piling up and, and what it is is probably due to just overall wear and tear over the course of two years. So, you know, let's, let's be more sensible about it. And just because you take away some of those games doesn't mean that the value is gone. Doesn't mean that you can't, yes, you're going to lose some revenue in terms of ticket sales, but if there's fewer games, and they're more valuable games then maybe you can get to charge a little more for the tickets. You can, you know, there's ways around it. I just, I want to see, I'm, I, what I'm, what I'm tired of is these teams spread so thin, so many teams with so many mediocre players, so many teams that you're like, why am I going to watch this? This is going to be garbage. I want to see, I mean, throw it back to the eighties where, yeah, you, you, We want to say the super teams were built, you know, when LeBron jumped ship. No, man, those super teams had already been created back in the 80s. There were a number of them. And those were – that's what we want to watch. That's what we want to watch are these – not necessarily dynasty teams, but at least these teams that have enough players to go up and compete –
0: against these other teams that have a bunch of great players. Well, then maybe that's True. what we need, Chad. We need that midseason tournament. It could be like the, the European Soccer League. Midseason, you have a tournament. I, I don't, the, I, I don't know lo- how it would work. The losers I, go I, to I, one I, bracket. They're going to be in the lottery picks. The winners go to the other bracket. They're going to be the ones playing to be in the real playoffs. Then we just take, like, four teams and we make the – I don't
3: have playoffs. a problem with relegating. Like, if we wanted to relegate and do some things like that, like like European soccer does – I'm all for that. Like, just sorry, you suck too much to be participating. We're going to go bring up one of these G League teams because, you know, they're, they're actually trying, you know, I don't have a problem with that, but I I'd have to review how that, that mid season playoff play in, whatever they're calling it. I I'd have to look at it again, but I remember initially thinking
0: terrible idea. Oh, I'm sure it's not along those lines like I had. I'm sure Silver's got his own, uh, his own sort of idea of what to do about it. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know what the answer is. Like, you know, with baseball, with basketball, with hockey, with all these sports, how do you decrease the number of games and keep the revenue the same? That's always going to be the issue, I think. And uh, I, I, I don't know how you avoid it. I don't know what you do. But, but another Sometimes issue... less is more. Oh, I'm with right? you. And that sometimes... sometimes less is more. I'm not, I'm not going to argue. I just don't know how you get less money and more money. <laughs> so Casey, um, I don't need, um, Chad also harped on injuries this season. That's one of the things we've seen. And right now we've got, um, uh, maybe, maybe the top team in the, in, in, the East finally getting healthy and the top team in the West kind of getting healthy. Uh, where, where do you stand on this Casey? Are you, uh, are you on my Nets bandwagon now again that, uh, that hardens back or, um, or, or who you got in the East?
1: No, I think out of the East, I still like Philly. Um, I, I think they, I think ever since Joel has gotten healthy again, they probably look like the the most well oiled machine to me out East. Uh, I still have no confidence in the nets that they
0: 're going to be able to stay healthy, especially through the playoffs so it's a health thing for you then more than more than like a chemistry thing or something like the fact they 've only played seven games together, the big three I mean that 's a big thing too um, I, I had a guy uh, that used to be a coworker of mine.
1: Um, poor basketball takes uh, literally had zero knowledge about the sport, but thought he knew everything. Uh, telling me that Kyrie and KD were the best duo to play since like Jordan and Pippen or something. And I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? Dude? They've played four games at that point. They had played four games together. I was like, you have no idea what you're talking about. So the chemistry might be um, three, there are three big egos. Like let, let's not, let's not forget about that too. Harden, KD, Kyrie, three big egos all have missed playing time for, you know, multiple reasons, some injuries. I mean, we've seen as early as the beginning of this season, Harden missing time with uh, Houston because he was unhappy, forcing his way out of Houston. Kyrie misses three, four games every other week because of personal reasons. And if it is for his mental health, then that's fine. Cool. Uh, Absolutely take care of your mental health. Um, And then KD, we don't know what's going on with his injury, Uh, you know, his injury history. When KD's on the floor – Fantastic, great player, maybe the best pure scorer to ever play the game, but uh, lack of play time together, um, injury history between all three—it's a really big—it's a really big question mark for me, and and I, I don't know. I mean, and that's not to say that Philly isn't a question mark either. We've talked about Philly going into the postseason in years prior, and then they go into the postseason and kind of squander their opportunities. You can't really blame them for the shot that Kawhi hit that sent the Raptors to the Eastern Conference Finals. Is Philly going to take that step this year? I don't know. But they're my favorite so far.
0: All right, so you got Philly out of the East, all right? In, I don't know. Jay, are we sleeping on, like, Giannis here, man? I mean, because nobody's talking about the Bucks. I mean, I got the Nets. Casey's got the Sixers. Who, who do you like out of the East, Jay? Yeah, I'm on the Sixers. You know, my question
2: for everybody is, is, are you taking the Nets or the field in the East, or are you taking the Lakers or the field in the West? Because it seems like a lot of people are sure it's Lakers, Nets, and, and I'm not sure. You know, I, I, I've been on the Sixers pretty much since I watched Embiid play early in the season, and he looks like a grown man now. He has old man game. He's not getting frustrated. He's in the right headspace. He seems to have his mind on the floor and not on his Twitter, right? Like, like he's doing all the right things now. He's grown up. Like, we've, we've watched him magically mature. I think that was the only process they really needed – was was like him to man up I think he's your MVP and I just you get the feeling the Nets can't get it together Kyrie's gonna miss a plane because of flat earth theory or or KD's gonna uh, pull an an ankle again Uh, something's gonna go wrong with those Nets I I don't see that working out so I'm on the Sixers and now I'm worried about the Lakers too because I was looking into it because I was like the playoffs should contract and the last time a team that wasn't a top four seed won the nba finals was the houston rockets in like 95 or 96 whenever jordan took a year off and it just feels like this lakers team reminds me a bit of, of like warriors and Cavs teams that were kind of like we don't care where we're seated and then wound up not doing that well in the playoffs so i think i'm taking the field in both conferences right now
0: yeah i mean we always joke about lebron and um and the fact he doesn't really need to be he just needs to make the playoff sort of thing but but maybe the seating will matter I- I, I don't know where to go with that. Because if you don't take the Lakers in the West, am I crazy in thinking that the the West is is hugely wide open? Where I feel like the East, if you don't take the Nets, it's the Bucks or the Sixers. But uh, That's the,
2: exactly right.
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, like,
0: who are you going to
2: take in the West? You're probably going to take the Clips or the Jazz, right? I mean, I actually, I would actually
0: take Phoenix. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Clippers, oh, maybe Phoenix. I, yeah. I want Chad's opinion on Phoenix. Like, yeah, I, me too. I, I do I, too. I, I'm not buying into it. I don't know if I want Chad's opinion, but I guess I'll ask for it. So, Chad, are you still on my Nets bandwagon? And uh, and and like I said, if the Lakers don't win the West, who is the team in the
3: still West? On, still on your bandwagon? You hopped on you with me. Guy. You hopped,
0: Oh, you told me
3: I was right. i, I got to go no, find what Shaw was. But. <laughs> I, I, I think briefly there was a chance for them to have something. But there's – again, I, I hate to harp on the same subject, but – and it's the same for the Lakers. You know how many games have these guys played together? How much chemistry do they have together? How much do does LeBron know where Drummond is going to be? How many how many minutes have those guys collectively played over the course of the season together? Not many. You 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 have to. Fa- this is a a game that re- it relies on familiarity and and unity and. Over time, understanding where guys want the ball, where, where they're going to be, how they're going to react to certain situations, where they're going to have to help on defense. Those kind of things are, are just getting tossed out the window, and the expectations are such that we'll, we'll just adjust. So, to me, the sleeping giant in all of this in the East is the Bucks. They've They've pretty much maintained throughout the course of the season – their unity they have new players but they've played together through the course of the season and they have the two-time mvp consecutively who's still a total badass and drew holiday is a, an incredible both sides of the the floor contributor I, I i'm telling you i said it a couple weeks ago i think the bucks are sneaky in this i think the bucks are one of those teams that you know you 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 really have to be careful about it. you better you better not sleep. I don't know. I don't think anybody is, but you know it's not the same Bucks team that you could just build a wall and say Giannis, try us. You know we'll we'll figure out. No. It, it, hey, Chad, if if you don't mind me asking, uh,
1: I know you yeah. mentioned you know, Giannis. Obviously, two-time defending MVP, two-time, if I'm not mistaken, def- defensive player of the year. Right. But what has that gotten them in the playoffs the last two years other than Giannis being hurt and them not making it as far as they should?
3: No, it hasn't gotten them anything, but they changed the look and chemistry of this team. They have different guys that now contribute. You know, Drew Holiday is a guy who can take some pressure off of him, can bring the ball up and can distribute and make plays for other guys and get his own shot. You know, they haven't had that necessarily necessarily. The only guy who has been able to get his own shot late in the game for the Bucks for the last two years has been Giannis. Everybody else has needed somebody else to create for them and then accept and take the shot and hope that they were able to make that shot. But that's not the case anymore. Giannis doesn't have to play point forward because that's essentially what we've seen in the last two playoffs is Giannis with the ball in his hands, trying to direct traffic, and four guys. I mean, did you see the other night? Uh, I don't know who the Warriors were playing, but they were playing a box and one on Steph, and and the the one was playing zone. The four were playing Steph. That's what. The, playoff teams have done against I I think that was the trailblazers if I'm not mistaken yeah I think you're right but that's that's what teams have done against Giannis because they know that he's the only guy who can create for himself now you have the other options you have guys who can PJ Tucker is a nice piece for them he's not a great player but he's a guy who can do a lot of different things to maintain possessions keep the ball moving you know find open Dudes stand in the corner and hit a three when he needs to. But they didn't have a Drew Holiday to facilitate their offense. They didn't, they didn't have that. They just, they've been a ship without a rudder, hoping that, okay, well, we got the best player in the world. We're just going to roll it out there and hope that he can figure out how to, on a night to night basis, get us everything we need to win. And that didn't work. So they changed the format. And I'm telling you, I'm with you guys. I think Embiid does have old man game, and he has evolved. He has gotten better. Simmons, you guys know where I stand on Simmons. I think he's the best defender in the league. I, I like their extra parts. Philly is deep. Philly, Philly I, I think it's going to be Philly and the Bucks in the finals in the East. And I, I just I – can't, I can't get off the Lakers. Even, even with, with all the injury and all the, the question marks around it, you know, they still have those two dudes who have already won one. LeBron's been to the finals 722 times. And you've got all of these other guys who want to play for him. And Schroeder's got to be healthy. That's, that's imperative. They've got to, again, going back to the same stupid mantra, the guys have to be healthy. But if they have all those dudes healthy – you know the upgrade in Drummond. He's he's gonna find a way. He doesn't. He's not a guy who like requires the ball to score. He'll go get tip ins and rebound putbacks. And he's not a he's not a, a out on the wing. You know, scorer put it on the floor and go get his own shot. He's a guy who can make the most out of the very least, and that's what he's gonna be asked to do. I, I still think it's the Lakers, and I think it's the Bucks or Philly. One of those two. I'm sorry, Matt. I know you love them. I know you, you, you're all for them, but you know, there's just too much, too much turmoil in that Nets situation. There's just too many like moving parts that are, you have to have everything go right for them to win and you have to have enough of those guys on the floor. They're not deep. They're just not, they just, they don't have enough guys. In, in my opinion, the Nets are, are, the team that is going to be like, wow, what a disappointment when it's all said and done.
1: Hey, I want to I want to point out something to you guys. <clears throat> I saw it on um I saw it on TikTok the other day actually. Um, there was this guy who does like sports predictions or whatever, and uh, makes it seem like he knows the future. It's his whole it's his whole shtick, and he he says that um, the Brooklyn Nets are going to beat the Phoenix Suns, and the biggest storyline that that he says that's his finals matchup. And he says the biggest storyline is that Steve Nash is going to win a championship with the Nets against his former team when he never won a championship with the, uh, with the Suns. And I just thought that was pretty funny and interesting. That, that would, that would be a pretty interesting storyline.
0: There we go. There, there, that's my hey, finals matchup now. That's my finals matchup and, now. And, and I, <laughs> I want and I want to answer Jay's question
3: because Jay asked about where I stand on the Suns. I, I, I have, I am I'm, I'm incredibly impressed with their improvement and not surprised because DeAndre Aiden is a baller and Booker is a bucket all the way around. He can score from every spot on the floor, get by you, score at the rim. Just a, a guy who is so versatile and so exceptional at finding a way to score. CP3 has been a headache for a lot of teams. He's been a problem in the clubhouse, but he's the guy – He's a coach on the floor, and he's a stud. I would, I would say, in my opinion, Jay, that you're looking at a Lakers Suns final in the West. I love the Suns because of CP three and what he's done to help build them and make them a more unified unit, and also a guy who's taken pressure off some of these younger players at the end of the game and isn't afraid to step into that that big shot spot and say. I'll do that. I got that. Or all right.
0: All right so let's take this, Chad. Figure out this. the right,
3: figure out the right play
0: at the right time. He's that guy. That's there's not many better than him at that. Well, Chad, let's take this, man. Like, what about the fact that it could be Phoenix and LA in round one, not the final. It could be the round one matchup. Who do you got if it's Phoenix and LA in round one with LeBron? Maybe not a hundred percent. He might be a hundred percent. They've met in the finals. What if he's not a hundred percent? Would you give phoenix the edge in a round one matchup against if, the lakers the lakers aren't completely healthy
3: i'd call it a sum zero and it would be a a, a straight pick them because phoenix has enough to beat you they have enough ways to win they've done they've done nothing but overachieve the whole season so and this goes back to my point you're going to have to beat all these teams at one point or the other where you beat them in the the first round or in the finals, you're going to have to face these guys. I'm less sold on Utah than I am Phoenix. I would put Phoenix ahead of Utah. I'm, I, I don't go bear all the, you know, they're, they're nice. They're nice. I like Quinn Snyder. I like what he's doing. I like their progression, but I'm not as sold on them as I am with Phoenix as CB3 is their leader. Yeah. I think that that's a brawler asked match. I mean, you're gonna you will see a battle royale if in fact that's the first round match we get. And and if if for any reason, you know, again, you know, AD has an ingrown hair and then he can't play, you know, you've 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 got problems on your hands if you're LA, if you're facing Phoenix and expect that CP three is just gonna lay down or you're gonna just no, dude. I'm sorry that that Suns team, they have a different. It, it's about the grit. It's about that grit and grind and that postseason experience they didn't have
0: until they got cb 3 who has given them an edge that they didn't have a year ago. So you're going Lakers, Bucks. All right, Casey, you're going Sixers and Lakers. Sixers and Suns. Oh man, A's I don't know Bucks? how
1: to pick. I don't know how to pick the West. Uh... It's either Phoenix or, or, or LA Lakers. Um, it, it's literally a coin toss for me, but I guess just because of championship experience, I'll say
0: Sixers, Lakers. And Jay, you're, you're, you're sticking with, uh, you're going Sixers, right? Sixers and uh, Lakers, or who you got in the West, uh, Jay? The, the more I think about this, it's just, I don't know
2: who's going to be healthier right now. Like everybody is day to day in the teams that I would pick right now. <laughs> but But I, I have a bad feeling about the Lakers all of a sudden, so... So I'm kind of in that jazz Clippers feeling, but Mitchell's hurt. Uh, 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 Who else is hurt? Everybody on on the uh, – Kawhi's out with a foot. Uh, uh, Like, everybody's hurt. So I think health has a lot to do with it. As Chad said at the start of the NBA set, like, you really have to hope for in in these playoffs is everybody to be healthy. Because right now it's just whoever's healthiest is going to win.
1: Hey Jay, I wanted to ask you because you were. The, Jay, wait, wait, Jay, Jay, Jay you got
0: to make a pick. Jay's got to make a pick. <laughs> you can't be the healthiest. If you want me to pick, force me to pick right now? I'll say Clippers. Force you to pick. Okay, Clippers. All right. That that, All right.
1: that actually works out because I wanted to ask you, Jay, because you're the only one that really brought up the Clippers to a to an extent. I I, I need to know your opinion if the if the Clippers are out ousted in the playoffs again in disappointing fashion again are Kawhi and PG gone because they have player options next season. If they don't sign, if, if they are out in the playoffs, you know, in an in in unceremonious fashion, are, are they both gone?
2: Uh, I would say de- both, definitely not. Half of them, possibly. Who would, who would you,
1: would you, I mean, I mean, that's probably a silly question. You would get rid of Paul George, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Kawhi would be the one to stay. I, I, I think if they get ousted early, one of them will be gone. If they make it to, the to, let's say, the, the Western Finals, I think they both stay. I think they're, they're dedicated to that team in that area. And they're just in a really tough division, and this might be a good year for them. I, I don't know about the Lakers. Like I just don't know. And, and the Clippers have Rondo, who the Lakers had last year. There's, there's something about the Clippers, if they can get healthy, that makes them a team that could, could upset everybody's apple cart quietly. They're, you know they're, they're both your, both PG and Kawhi are quiet guys they're not they're not big headline guys so everybody's just talking about all these teams in the West and if the Clippers can just maintain their pace and get healthy and, and Rondo's playing like no minutes he's been, he's been playing like 10 minutes a game I think they could shock people uh, in this playoffs if forced to pick right now with health, all the health issues going on in the NBA in the West I, I would go clips and
0: sixers Wow, no, you, you good point, Jay. I mean, and we have been—we've been sleeping on the Clippers. We didn't mention the Clippers really at all, except uh, you kept trying to insert the conversation. We kept ignoring you, so it could be—it could be uh, the the dark horse out of the West that we're just not even thinking about. That usually is the team that's you know on the edge of everybody's lips—the two teams in L.A. the Lakers and the Clippers. All right, guys. Anything else we uh anything else we need to, to to get out there before uh, before we sign off, Casey? Any final notes? I want to ask real quick do you guys
1: think based on not necessarily just that one game but we saw recently when lebron was out ad had that huge game against phoenix what was it like 42 10 and five assists or something like that something something crazy he had a really good game um are are we going to see because i was talking to matt about this the other day um other than last season ad has virtually no playoff experience are we going to see him maybe take a little step in terms of maturity and playoff experience and maybe hit a different playoff switch and maybe make him that guy in L.A. for whenever LeBron is gone? What do you guys think?
3: The truth is, if he doesn't, he's in trouble in L.A. And LA's in trouble in general. He needs to because you're not getting a 100% LeBron. So you're going to have to get more than you expected or more that you more than you asked for from ad if this team is going to be a championship team they have to they have to get more from him and if he doesn't step up i mean what's his contract casey i don't i don't i mean he doesn't he have an option if i'm not mistaken they're not beholden to him so if it doesn't all pan out and play out right he could find himself somewhere else in the season to come so yes the answer is if he's got any gumption, if he's got any balls, if he's got any makeup in him that is truly championship, if he wants to make this about himself in the future and and L.A. be his home and build a brand and make himself the guy in L.A., this is it. This is his hour. It's now. But he constantly is, you know, falling over the – the sign or like getting hurt i, I just i can't watch any more of his little small tiny injuries that and, and i'm not poo-pooing it i mean it's a physical game you're you're a freak 610 athlete with elite skills and you're gonna be put in position to hurt yourself i get it but damn dude have a little bit of like i'm gonna play through this mentality not every time I get hurt, I've got to go to the locker room and I'm down for the night.
1: So to answer your question, Chad, a uh, five-year, $190 million extension is what he signed. Uh, the deal includes an early termination option prior to the fifth year of the deal in 2024 to 2025. So he's locked in. He's not
3: going anywhere. He, he Look, if, if he wants to create a legacy, it's now. It's now. Because LeBron pretty much said, I'm not going to be the same anymore. And that means he's going to put himself on a minute restriction for the next two to three years. if He can make it that long. So this is AD's team. This is, this is his squad. And if he can't step up and be the guy, can't step up and, and, and really take those reins and be the man and make that leap, then they've made a bad investment. It's, It's like, Fernando Tatis, it's like Pujols—you put all these this money into guys, and you, you extend them, you give them long-term deals. But will you ever get the bang for the buck? How do you know? And right now, I said it last week: Is Ad soft? I think he is. I just am tired of watching a guy get hurt all the time on incidental, non-contact things. It's like, dude, come on, bro. Could you have played in '95? Could you have? Could you have been? body to body with Charles Oakley would Charles Oakley would have eaten your lunch he would have he would have crushed your spirit and your heart by just physically pounding you where where is that get in the gym change your body understand your commitment is required for your team's greatness and I just don't see that from him I don't know I don't know I'm, I'm, I, I love him as a as – a sk- his skills, and I love him as a guy. I just don't know. I don't know if I would build my future around that guy.
2: I don't think AD or the Lakers are in trouble. I, I think they're in trouble. <laughs> <fine. laughs> you know, I think, I think they may be in trouble this season. It's hard to repeat. It might be harder to repeat coming off of a short season with an aging LeBron. But what you have in a LeBron is, is a guy who – I mean, don't get me wrong. Chris Bosh was great before LeBron. Uh, Kyrie was great before LeBron. All those guys are greater after. If there's anybody you want to be the Pippen to, it's not MJ, it's LeBron. He, ma- he makes you even better. <laughs> and I think, uh, I think LeBron will groom AD over the next two or three years as he faces himself out. And-, and I think the Lakers will find themselves in the finals again repeatedly. And they've been what? There's been 20 finals this century. They've been eight of them. They'll, they'll be just fine. I think LeBron is, is setting up a larger legacy out there Well, he'll probably end up being the GM or partial owner uh, uh, soon enough as he transitions out of basketball. And As long as AD doesn't burn bridges with him or, or Magic, I, I see that team being his in, in three to four years, definitely.
3: I totally agree. I think you're 100% right. I think that is exactly what the plan was. I just wonder, does he have the intestinal fortitude to make that a reality? That's all. And as a side note, got to give a, a little shout out to the NBA for uh, the creation of the Kareem humanitarian award, whatever they're calling that. I don't know what it is, but the, the, the service to um, it, w- w- Casey, what is it? What what are they calling that?
1: I'll have to find it exactly, but uh, it's pretty much, um, I think they're naming it just in his honor, but um, it's pretty much for players that exemplify um like civil rights um like progressiveness and so on and so forth
3: yeah it could have been bill russell they could have put it in either of their names but that that is a new award that they're they're bringing into the league to honor those that are doing things that really matter off the court big props to that never been a big huge kareem guy but Never had any question about where his heart was in terms of how he helped others raise themselves up. And to that and the NBA hats off that that's a solid, solid move.
1: Yeah. So so Matt, on our way out, just wanted to, to specify uh, what Chad was saying. Um, This is from SportsCenter yesterday. The NBA has created a new award in honor of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the league's all-time leading scorer and civil rights activist. The award will recognize a player who strives for social justice and racial equality.
0: All right. Well, uh, we'll we'll, we'll go on that. And we'll also give a shout out on another award then as, as we sign out the Associated Press media editors named our own Jason Reynolds, the best sports cast of the year. So, uh, Go check it out if you can find it. It's uh, on WYSO uh, NPR's website. It's called "Beyond the Diamond: A Lost Season Hits Dayton Hard." So go check it out. It's awesome. It's great times, and uh,
3: yeah, woo! Let's go, Jay. Sh- All right, just sh- Jay.
0: Just shows so you so the-
3: unsurprised, <laughs> so thoroughly well earned, dude. That a boy. <laughs> Thanks for representing Holmes, man. Proud of you, brother. They had to give it
0: to somebody, right? Uh, There you go. Couldn't give it to somebody. No, they had to give it to the guy who earned it. (laughs) Exactly. Couldn't give it to anybody more deserving, Jay. So uh, awesome, man. Congratulations. And like I said, go check that out uh, on, uh, like I said, WYSO, Beyond the Diamond. Go check it out. All right. We will be back for another podcast next week. Uh, We are the Tailgate Kings, -kings www.detailgatekings.com. Also on Instagram, on the Twitter, on the Facebook, on all those places. In other words, have a great week. And by the time we're back, Basketball will be in full swing, baby, woo!